Hi, this is Mark Graven. This is episode 29 of Lean Blog Audio. It's March 6, 2015. Today's post is titled, A Call for Partners to Measure Improvement Results Using the BATS Guide. Now, some of you might know that I'm on the board of a Texas-based nonprofit, the Louise H. BATS Patient Safety Foundation. It's an important organization that helps patients, family members, and hospitals work together in the name of better care and safer care. Now, one of the ways the foundation helps is their publication, The BATS Guide for Bedside Advocacy. And you can get a free PDF um, version of it. You can get a free iPad app that does even more than a book can. Or another option is to buy a paperback version via Amazon. And the cost there just basically covers printing costs and shipping. And if you want to find links to the guide and the foundation and more, you can go to leanblog.org audio 29. Now, the foundation gives away a lot of guides, but I think that the ROI of uh, for a hospital or an employer purchasing guides would be overwhelmingly positive, in addition to the core human benefits of protecting people and saving lives. Uh, more on that later in the post. But uh, very personally and directly uh, to me, a friend of mine last year had surgery and she knew she was going to be hospitalized for a few days. So in advance, I, I gave her a, a copy of the guide and, and asked her to read it and to use it. And you know, I struggle because I always try to find the fine line between increasing awareness about the risks that patients face in hospitals without, without being overly alarming to people. Um, so, you know, after her discharge, after her stay, my friend said the guide was incredibly helpful for tracking who was doing what and who, what was supposed to be happening to her. Um, you know, her comment was, it was scary how much the hospital expected me to manage my care when I was on narcotics. Now, it, it probably shouldn't be that way, but, but that's the current reality. The patients are being expected to manage their care rather than the hospital doing it. And that's why the BAPS guide is so useful. Why was the guide created? Um, there's a video, and, and you, you can go to the web uh, to see this video, leanblog.org slash audio29. Um, it shows Laura Townsend, who is the CEO and founder of the foundation, uh, along with other family members. You'll see Laura talking about the death of her mother, Louise Batts, as the result of a preventable medical error in the hospital after surgery. It was a combination of medical errors and uh, overdose of medications. Now, the guide was created and vetted with doctors and medical professionals. Um, and it seems that the best implementations or adoptions of the guide have been in partnership with hospitals and health systems. So far, that includes uh, a number of hospitals in the Austin and San Antonio areas. And the BATS Foundation has a recent agreement with the UPMC system in Pittsburgh to use the guide. But you might ask, you know, th this is just a book. What, what is there to implement? So let's talk through the different ways the book could be used. First is you know, the patient-driven model, where an individual patient gets their own copy of the guide, as uh, my friend did, and then you know, uh, you're, you're at a pre-surgical appointment or admitted to the hospital, and you're using the guide and writing all sorts of things down. Well, this might concern nurses, doctors, or administrators who might sadly think you know, that they've got a litigious patient on their hands. But if, in, if the caregivers and the managers don't know about the guide and the intent, which is protecting patients and avoiding things like medication mistakes, which in a way protects the staff, you, know, you might not get a lot of cooperation. Now, the second model is, let's say, a loose partnership with a hospital where they make the guide available to patients in some informal way. 
And this might include having copies of the guide available at the hospital or um, the hospital provides a link to the iPad app. And in this model, the hospital has officially endorsed or blessed the use of the guide and has then hopefully educated nurses, physicians, and others about the guide, how it's used, um, how to partner with the patients uh, and the goals. And you know, it's easy to measure how many hospitals are helping distribute the guide. It's easy to measure how many apps are downloaded, and it's easy to measure how many books are in people's hands. And you know, it's a necessary step to get the guide in people's hands. But I think we're all interested in measuring meaningful outcomes. What's the benefit? What are the results that come from using the guide? Um, so the Bats Foundation folks are in agreement that a better model, a third model for distributing guides, includes a more programmatic approach to how guides are made available. And this includes measuring results. A more formal partnership with the hospital might include determining the best way to integrate the guide into a patient journey. Instead of just passively making guides available in the hospital, some hospitals are purposely introducing the guide during a specific point in a pre-surgical appointment. Having some scripting about the guide would be more helpful than just handing it to someone in a pile of papers, you know, here, here's a guide. Now, I think there would be better commitment and engagement from those on the hospital side if they had results and measures that demonstrate how the guide is helpful. We wouldn't want people just giving out the guide because, quote, you know, management told us to. Now, you know, getting those measures is difficult. You know, the foundation has anecdotal stories, including my friends, about how the guide helped prevent an error. But how can we measure those results? And if a hospital has good baseline data and then distributes the guide to all of their surgical patients or all of their inpatients, we'd hope to see a reduction in errors and different types of harm. But those results would be confounded with all the other things the hospital is hopefully doing to improve quality and safety. You know, it'd be hard to prove how much of the improvement comes from using the guide, uh, you know, but that would be great to, to try to measure or estimate. One hospital that uses the guide has reported that they think the average length of stay for patients using the BATS guide has been 0.5 days lower. Now, this has a great impact on quality by reducing opportunities for error, uh, impact on patient flow, and the bottom line for the hospitals or the payers, depending on the reimbursement model. So let's talk about hospital trials. Would your hospital be interested in partnering up with the BATS Foundation to use these guides in a structured programmatic way, including trying to measure and report results? Well, if so, please uh, contact the foundation if you're willing to do so. And you, you can find them at uh, louisebats.org or again, go to leanblog.org audio 29. Um, contact the foundation if you're willing to do so and if you can help make introductions at a level of leadership that can help make this happen. You know, the BATS Foundation has posters, training materials, brochures, and other material that can be used to make this a systematic adoption and implementation. Guides can be made available for free uh, from the foundation, but what we'd ask in return is for your hospital to work on a systematic adoption process and to work to measure and share results, which could be blinded uh, or made anonymous. So let's talk also then about employer or payer trials. You know, while I'm personally self-employed, I have health coverage through my wife's job and the big company that employs her. The companies that provide coverage are concerned about reducing cost and improving outcomes. There's a human interest and a financial interest. So my idea has been to try to find an employer who would be willing to provide BATS guides to their employees and covered dependents. 
And they should probably do more than just make the books available. You know, hopefully going further to partner with hospitals and health systems that are major providers of care for them. So my hypothesis is that an employer, you know, especially one who is self-insured and you know, fully bears the cost of healthcare, could measure the results on cost and quality. You know, comparing patients who had been given the guide and were in hospitals that embraced this whole approach with patients who did not have the guide or did not use it. So if you're an employer or an insurer who would like to go through a formal implementation of the BATS guide with patients and providers, uh, please contact us again at louisebats.org or leanblog.org. So in summary, you know, I think the BATS guide and the, and the BATS foundation are great. Um, you know, but to get others to adopt this approach, it has to be a more meaningful and quantitative message. You know, what are the results? And if the results are positive, how can we spread this approach? I think that's what's going to win people over if we can get to that point. Podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about helping the world improve and innovate more effectively with our web-based software. Learn more at www.makeimprovementhappen.com.